Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back, everyone. Good to be with you once again. Yeah, we're so glad you're here. We've got a free course called The First Steps to Rebuilding Trust that we'd love to share with you. It's a video course that has instructions and guidance for the partner that's been betrayed and also for the partner that broke the trust. And there are some key foundational uh, lessons and instructions that will help you be able to navigate these early difficult days, weeks, and months after betrayal. This can be a very confusing time for couples that are trying to heal. And this has a lot of really helpful information and support. And we'd love to share it with you. It's available for free. You can download it using the link in the show notes and we'll send it to you immediately. All right. We're back. And we're going to wrap up our our segment on, about intimacy, mm-hmm. this time with uh, with spiritual intimacy. Yeah. Which seems to be kind of a hot topic lately. Yeah. Because there are some big shifts going on in people's personal spirituality. And, and when that's tied into a couple relationship, it can get kind of dicey. Absolutely. Yeah. Our spirituality is, it's a deeply personal part of us. Mm-hmm. And it's something that can't always be explained very easily. It's often mm-hmm. just felt. Mm-hmm. It's also rooted in a lot of beliefs and traditions. Yeah. Well, and when we say spiritual intimacy, we're talking specifically about feeling close and validated and safe, sharing your deepest beliefs about your life purpose, mm-hmm. about divinity, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple of things here. A lot of people don't develop spiritual intimacy, really, or they, they just think they kind of know it especially in couples who share, who just share similar religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, Mm -hmm. they can often just kind of coast in the realm of spiritual intimacy. And again, like we've said all along, for some couples, that's just fine. That just an understanding that they have the same basic beliefs is enough for them. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a situation where that has changed or that maybe was never the case, it is possible to nurture spiritual intimacy in your relationship. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think about, you know, us coming together, getting married back in 1996. I mean, both of us shared similar faith backgrounds. We had a lot of the same experiences even in terms of growing up in the same church, mm-hmm. same religion, same our parents both, you know, all practiced our siblings. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of things I think we just assumed. Yeah. That I, yeah. you know, and I think it's, I mean, neither, both of us are still, we still share the same faith. We still attend the same church. We, you know, none of that's changed for us, but for a lot of couples that I work with, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. this is sometimes when one person starts to have a faith expansion, which used to be called a faith crisis, faith Mm -hmm. journey, faith expansion. Mm -hmm. I've heard all kinds of different ways to describe it. Sometimes this is the first time 
couples ever start talking about these things. Yeah. When it's, they start questioning and wondering, you know, what they even believe. And that can be a very frightening and, you know, disorienting thing for, mm-hmm. for both people. When, yeah. When somebody's beliefs mm-hmm. start to change from what you might feel like your core beliefs are mm-hmm. around spirituality, that can feel threatening. Why do you think it's so threatening? What, do you, what have you seen with that? Or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, first of all, we, in some ways, we feel validated when somebody shares our beliefs. Mm-hmm. Then there's something in us that goes, okay, yeah, I'm on the right track. Yeah, it's true. So I think there's that. And I think when it comes to such core beliefs as like the, the purpose of life, there is a lot that is, can only be known on a very personal and private basis. And when our experience conflicts with somebody else's experience, then we start to go, well, who's right? Mm. As if there can only be one right. And then there's, you know, only a basis for conflict there because it's about proving who's right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's been a problem for centuries, right? The holy wars and and we'll even take your life because you don't believe what I believe. I mean, it Mm -hmm. it can get pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So... I think what it does is it challenges us to develop a greater capacity to hold to maybe opposing quote unquote truths at the same time mm-hmm. with another person that we care about. And that is very, very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. We might desire to do it, but have all these messages, all these voices in our heads. But what about this that I believe? And what about this that I believe? And this contradicts with this. So, how I, it might put us in a position of not even knowing how to respond to somebody, how to talk to them. You know, if I listen and engage and agree, am I being disloyal to my own beliefs? Like it just dials up right. a lot of difficulty there. But if you were going to say I have a question. It's yeah. a, it's, so we're talking about how a lot of, for a lot of couples, the first time that this comes up for them is in the context of one person changing their faith or their beliefs mm-hmm. or questioning things. Do you think that couples who... I mean, even like us or other couples that share the same beliefs and there's never really been a big challenge to any of that. Do you think that they're able to develop like a deep spiritual intimacy? Okay. So no, I don't. Yeah. Well, no, that that's not fair. Yes, they are able to. Are they very often in motivated, motivated. to without that? No, I don't think they yeah. are. And so I think that can be, I do think that can be lacking. So because there just is no... There's no impetus for, oh, yeah, you're, you've had this spiritual experience. Where does that come from you? What does that mean to you? What does that look like for you moving forward? Like, I'm not asking you those kinds mm-hmm. of questions mm-hmm. because there are just so many assumptions being made. And yet, I mean, the truth is, I feel like after all these years of being married, you and I have very, very different and unique spiritual lives. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so... So I think even it's just, inside of this, a yeah, lot of the sameness, a lot of, yeah, agreement on a mm-hmm. lot of things. Mm-hmm. We still are very, very different in the way we practice our spirituality. Mm-hmm. So I just think that couples aren't pushed to a degree of depth here when they just share all that, when it's so much of it is common. Mm-hmm. Well, and another thing, when, when there is a difference in belief, we are pushed really hard to create a very clear and specific language so that we can communicate instead of just trusting in common terms that theoretically we both 
know what they mean and what they stand for, yet that can be very much not the case. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely possible. It's possible for any couple to develop and deepen their spiritual intimacy. Yeah. I, it's funny, like when people talk about the term faith expansion, mm-hmm. it's oftentimes used in, in the context of, I don't believe what I used to believe anymore. That's, okay. you know, it's replaced the, the term faith crisis or faith journey and implies that this person's, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I think there's lots of space for this term, but I think a lot of the times it, it really is about, I'm, I'm leaving something that I used to believe. I don't mm-hmm. believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think that that term faith expansion I really think it should be applied much more broadly to anybody who is interested in, in their own spiritual life or their beliefs. I would hope that their faith is expanding well, sure. all the time. And that's, I think couples can, I think that's where couples can come together using the spiritual intimacy concept we're talking about. Mm-hmm. If your faith is expanding or your spiritual life and you're, you're connecting more deeply with whoever you worship or however that looks for you, and in our case, it's God and Jesus Christ, like for us to develop a much closer connection and understanding. To me, that's expansive. Yeah. And there's, as it's moving, I think there should be things that you can share in that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's a personal challenge even in talking about this right now. Where I'm like, oh, I could do more with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think the same thing mm-hmm. that we could deepen that for sure. Yeah. I also think that there is a big difference between having your personal spiritual experience be, I don't believe that as opposed to your personal spiritual experience being, I have come to believe this. Mm. So that, you know, on a personal level, maybe somebody is in a place where their own spiritual experience is just not something. Mm -hmm. But the idea around around spirituality is that it consists of something. It doesn't just not consist of a group of things. So, you know, you, you might be challenge to create language around what you have come to believe, how your beliefs are shifting, how at one time they used to be this, but they're shifting. And at this time, they incorporate this new set of ideas or experiences that you have had that mean you don't exactly believe what you feel like that implies, the former. Mm -hmm. And that can all be really good and healthy and help you, you know, build bridges of intimacy with somebody that you trust and love and that that you treat respectfully and who trusts and loves you and can treat you respectfully, you know, even with differing ideas or very differing personal experiences around these things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of integrity in that, that I think is a common ground for both people, which is wanting to, you know, believe in a way that, that really feels congruent and feels true to them. And seeking truth. And I mean, it's, again, that's, that can be, feel very subjective, like your truth versus my truth, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Is there a Mm -hmm. universal truth? But that for me makes a really, again, spiritually intimate type Mm -hmm. conversation. And I don't know about you, but I I just feel like part of a healthy faith journey, faith expansion is being able to live in some of that uncertainty. Yeah. Being able to not have all the answers and be able to be curious and explore and understand and give yourself permission to change your mind and believe something mm-hmm. at a deeper level and, and understand things differently. I, that's been the case for me, you know, as I've grown and matured over the years. Right. Well, and oftentimes we mistakenly believe that in order to be a healthy couple, we need to be on the same page about all the things. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly it's helpful to be on the same page about parenting practices. Sure. 
and, you know, about some basic things like honesty and yeah, those types of things. But true intimacy is knowing somebody and being known by somebody. And the inherent implication is that in that is that they are not going to necessarily think and believe as you do. Right. And you are not necessarily going to think and believe as they do. And there is no need for you to do that, that you can build a beautiful relationship out of being two very unique individuals with unique experiences that you share. I think two of any one person would be insufferable. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Right? Yeah. But when you believe that the sameness matters so deeply, yeah. then it creates all sorts. I mean, it it just creates all sorts of trouble. Yeah. And that's usually, like you said earlier, that's usually just a pull to try and seek validation. And so, you know, when you're trying to make someone else just like you, it's usually you trying to get some reinforcement that you're, you're okay. Yeah. So to be okay with yourself actually allows you to make room for another person Mm -hmm. and sit in some of that tension, sit in some of that discomfort, which I think makes the relationship really rich and interesting, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. Yeah. Cause then, then you have to ask yourself, a bunch of really hard spiritual questions Mm -hmm. and some of which you might be able to reconcile and some of which you might not have the answers for. Yeah. And you don't even have to leave or change any of your big practices Mm -mm. to do that. You can, Mm -mm. there's room to explore and ask and, Mm -hmm. and learn inside of a a, a spiritual or religious tradition. Mm -hmm. And I think the healthiest ones allow for that kind of room and growth Mm -hmm. instead of just, Mm -hmm. you know, being super rigid and saying like, well, I'm going to tell you what to believe and think. Yeah. Well, and that really comes down to individuals. That's right. Yeah, just individuals who believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So some of the practices here, which we've, you know, alluded to already are uh, that can help nurture uh, spiritual intimacy is to be curious, Mm -hmm. be curious about your partner, whether they, you think they believe the same as you do or not. Might be surprised. Right, right. But yeah, be curious about what things mean to them, about how they have arrived at why in their personal experience. Yeah, there's an invitation in there that I think doesn't get made very often. No. And it might feel challenging or scary to have to, you know, you might feel defensive, like I have to justify something and you don't. Yeah. It's just about revealing your process and what's happening. And that's, Again, that can be a very connecting experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much you can learn, mm-hmm. you know, about somebody's, how they arrived at where they did and what certain things mean to them and just be able to appreciate that in a person and enjoy the closeness that it can bring because they're able to share with you and willing to share. Yeah. This is such a deeply personal yeah. part of ourselves that, that does take in the emotional and the intellectual, you know, our, our spiritual lives, you know to say you're not a spiritual person is to not connect, is to really not connect to your soul. Like all of us feel things mm-hmm. very deeply that are bigger than us. Mm-hmm. There's transcendence mm-hmm. anywhere from nature to sacred music or things that we hear and feel like there is a communion with something bigger than us going on all the time, Yes, whether we see it or not. Mm-hmm. So these are great and, conversations. And each individual has different, I don't know, different skill levels in a variety of different ways of being able to receive that in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, well, yeah, we've kind of gone through. Yeah, that feels good. Everything that I had, unless there's anything else you'd like to add. 
No, just wrapping up our our series on intimacy here. We've mm-hmm. talked about physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual intimacy. And there, you know, there's four episodes to go back through and review and listen and think about these areas. And I think really have a an, it's an invitation to deepen and expand your own definition of intimacy. Yeah. If intimacy for you, like we talked at the at the very beginning of the physical one, if if intimacy for you is the same as sex, then you know we've just spent the last couple hours hopefully expanding your ability to understand that there's so much more going on there that you're missing out on. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think can really fill in some color in your life and mm-hmm. and deepen your connection to yourself and to the people you love, especially your partner mm-hmm. and your children. And again, I'll, we'll say this in every episode, these kinds of things are easier and possible to do only when there's safety. Yeah. In a relation, in a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. You can do these things with anyone that you want to be close to. You don't have to be married or in a romantic bond to experience any of these four things. But if you are, make sure it's safe. Don't feel like you have to put this stuff out there with someone who's not going to honor it and respect it. Right. And if it is safe, we just invite you to be brave Yeah. in the ways that, that you are sensing you're maybe a little bit bound up where you'd like to experience some more freedom and, mm-hmm. and intimacy. That vulnerability feels big and scary, and yet it is a thing that can really help bind us to each other in beautiful ways. Yeah, well said. So, yeah, thanks for hanging in there with us in this little series. Yeah, thanks for hanging in there with me, Jody, as we talk about <laughs> these things. Hey, you too. <laughs> yeah, been a fun discussion. We have a lot to talk about Yeah, off the microphone, <laughs> just with all these different topics. It was a fun exploration. We actually, you know, we care about all four of these areas and we talk about them a lot, but it's been fun to talk about them in a more focused way Mm -hmm. like this. And so we invite you to do the same and see what comes out of it for you. But thanks for joining us. We'll catch you in the next episode.